Hi, and welcome to our very first podcast. I'm Zayden Rocky, and I'll be joined by my girlfriend, Tiffany Smith, here exclusively on Anchor. Over the course of the next hour, we'll be discussing why it's so difficult for people to get into their own health and fitness to look after themselves, and hopefully we'll be sharing some amusing anecdotes and stories and our backgrounds with you. Fasten your seatbelts, make yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I wish to welcome the glamorous, the beautiful, the amazing Tiffany Smith. Hi. Well, hello, everyone. Hello. Um, just a bit of an introduction, Tiffany. Can you tell everyone who you are, where you're from, how we know each other? So, <laughs> so my name is Tiffany, and I live in Houston, Texas. And I met Zayden over Facebook over about a year and a half ago. He sent me a message that just sparked my interest, and we have been together ever since. Telling you the power of social media. That's the way to get women these days. Is this the best way? (laughs) (laughs) Well, for what it's worth, technology is making it possible for us to do this as well. So, Yes, it is. I'm sure we will go into our story uh, at some point in the future within our podcast. But just wanted to welcome everyone. This is the first ever episode, so I hope you enjoy. And I, the, the reason I wanted to have a very special, well, to have it co-hosted with my girlfriend, Tiffany Smith, is because she was my inspiration into looking after myself and getting into and paying more attention to my own health and fitness and I hope during the course of this series if we can inspire you uh, make you laugh entertain you a bit then I guess we're doing a little bit of our job if you don't like anything that we have to say then you can just not listen to us so um I, I guess uh, the first topic that I, I well, that I wanted for today's um, was really about why people find it difficult to get into exercise and uh, looking after themselves. And uh, w- one thing I have to say was before I I actually met Tiffany. T- Tiffany, when when did we first start talking? It was probably September. September. Two- 2016. 2016. Okay, and uh, I I'm struggling to hear you. Um, just to let you know. Um, but yes. So so since since there, I mean, prior to meeting Tiffany, I found it very difficult to get into the gym, and um, there were a whole host. I, I was giving the reasons that most people would give, um, and actually Tiffany was very helpful in helping me overcome those. Um, uh, those excuses a lot of it was for the main excuse was not having enough time um Tiffany, do, do you find that um that you've heard that quite a lot within your lifetime from people that that simply don't want to um exercise or do any form of physical activity sure that's usually a, like the number one thing that people cite is just not enough time but fitness, like anything else in life, you have to make the time for it. You have to decide it's important to you and decide it's a priority and then figure out ways to get it into your schedule. 
so have you ever had moments in your life where you just thought oh, I, I you know I, I just don't want to do this or have you had prolonged periods in your life where you haven't done any kind of physical activity oh yes for sure for sure I mean, growing up, I was always really, really active. Even getting into college, I had tried to play. I played like league team sports, like um, hockey and everything. Of course, I'm from Minnesota, so we play hockey up north with skates on, not the field kind of stuff that y'all do in Great Britain. Um, so, so you're, you're even, a member of the Mighty Ducks, right? Uh, not quite, but it was, you know, a fan. I was a fan favorite movie growing up. Um, but you know, when you get into college, like for me, the struggle became when I got into college and I think this is kind of normal for a lot of college students when you're tra- starting to study. And then for so most, how, just for our UK listeners, uh, how old were you when you're at college? Cause I know the systems are slightly different here. Oh, um, I guess I graduated in 99. So I would have been 18, 18, 19. Okay. I started. So I guess that's the equivalent of our sixth form and I guess we call it college as well. So no difference there at all. University. That's the interesting thing about this podcast for any of our listeners. There might be moments where we just have to clarify the language barrier of our different English <laughs> for the different cultures. So some yes. people can relate to one side or the other at least. Um, well, yeah, hopefully we won't be talking about chips and crisps. Well, we may be talking about chips Well, I'm sure we will. <laughs> But, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to we'll clarify get... which chips and which. which it's a completely crisps. different language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but I think for me the prolonged period was in college. So I I did play, um, like league hockey, and then I joined a gym and started going. But I, then I took one semester and I traveled abroad, and so I had spent four months in South America. And while I was there, I made an effort to go running like once while I was there literally maybe maybe twice four months um but then like I came back and so what really impacted me was like I had what they call re-entry shock and so I was suffering from like a depression and I gained of course like 15 20 pounds while I was over there because I wasn't as active and when you go to a different country you want to try all the foods and eat all the foods Um, But then even when I came back, like just because of the depression of like coming back and having, again, what they call reentry shock, I went through a period of like not working out. Um, But, you know, the interesting thing is when you're suffering from those kind of lows in life, the one thing that can really help you get better is to work out and to eat right. Um, But it is it is that you've got to dig so deep, so deep inside of you to like find the courage to take that first step into the gym or take that first step even outside and whatever it is that you'd like to do and whatever you need to do to get moving. So what, what did you do to, to get back into moving when, you know, after the um, re-entry thing that you had? Um, it really was just after, you know, several weeks of kind of laying on the couch after just coming back from class, it was like, okay, just go one day, just go one day and see how you feel. And then the one day turned into two and then it turned into three and then slowly, but surely don't get me wrong. There were still days I still didn't walk in where there were still days that I ate all the junk. Um, but 
you just keep moving forward, like one foot in front of the other, just as much as you can. And even if you end up taking a step back, you still wake up the next day and you try to do better. See, I, I think that um, it, it's certainly in my experience, it's part of human nature that, I mean, it, it, even when I go to work out and I, I try and work out every day, there is always a moment and it may be a split second to maybe five minutes before I enter into the gym or I leave the house. Actually, that's, that's probably the main bit where I think ah, I can't really be bothered, but I think that it's, it's actually, it's, it's actually an important thing to have because it, it makes you human. It makes you realize that, you know, uh, uh, you know, that you're still overcoming a, uh, a negativity that is in you um, to, to try and achieve something that, that is positive. But um, it's certainly, th- th- I mean, I surround myself, well, I have uh, friends and family that are doctors, for example. And um, the interesting thing is that they don't get taught anything about nutrition. They don't get taught anything about um, diets and the effect that has on their health. In fact, a lot of people, a lot of the doctors that I know um, in, here in the UK are actually overweight themselves. And it's simply because they don't know how important, I mean, they can give you great advice on what pill to take to, um, to help um, assist in any kind of illness that you have. But the, 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 they won't be able to give you much advice in, in regards to diet. And, and we certainly have a culture here where um, people, rather than go and exercise and put themselves in a little bit of discomfort, would go to a doctor, would rather go to a doctor, ask them for a pill, and, and hopefully that will take the, take take that pain away from them. It's it's a really bizarre scenario that, that I think um, we as a society have, have got ourselves into. Well, America is definitely like that. Although I think I would disagree with you just a little bit on your society i think that most people would rather just step in foot inside a pub and <laughs> have a few beers to drink the pain and ailments away <laughs> yes well I, 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 I yeah i mean uh to be honest the, the weather's when the weather's great you you gotta it's the british way it's, it's how we roll i guess uh yeah it, i mean i mean that's the thing though the the drinking culture certainly for me growing up was uh, and still is in this country to a certain extent um, quite um, uh, quite big to be honest. I, I think it certainly died down, and I think with the advent of um, you, you have a lot of budget gyms. There's a lot of things on TV and in the media about health and fitness, and I think that that that's died down certainly from when I was growing up and I was at uni. I, I, I'm sure uni students probably still. Be, abuse alcohol um but it's just it's you know even when i was at uni and uh um, i mean I, I enjoyed playing certain sports like I, I enjoyed sports more than going to the gym because you're you have that sense of camera i, I guess it was like when you were figure skating and um and and uh, sorry not figure skating Mighty Ducks, ice skating. That's the thing. I did both, so I know it can be confusing. Yes. <laughs> but but, but I, I, guess, I guess when you are playing team sports, there is, it's easier to do things like that. I, I Well, generally, this is my, in my experience, 
to start off with than to just go to a gym on your own because there's no motivation. If, if, for example, you are part of a football team, then your football team are, sorry, soccer. So here, here we go. Soccer, <laughs> ramble, not, <laughs> not, what you, not what you guys uh, call American football. Um, so, yeah, you, you know, if you're part of a football team or a cricket team, then you are re- relied on to be part of that team. And if you don't turn up, then you're letting other people down. Um, and and to, to a certain extent, if you're going to the gym with someone else, it, that kind of motivates you as well because it, on the days that you don't want to go and the other person does want to go, you're not going to say, well, I don't want to go. A, a lot of people will still make excuses, but th- there's a lot of um, research that, that has shown that um, getting yourself involved in uh, team sports uh, is actually a, a far easier way into re-looking at your own health and fitness than, than just, you know, stepping into a gym and getting a year membership, buying loads of clothes and then going there for a week and then never going again. Yeah, that's probably true for your average person because you're right, there's lots of studies, lots of evidence that shows that when you have somebody else holding you accountable, um, that you're more likely to follow through with it. So it does help if you have a partner or a friend or something um, you know, like you said, with team sports and stuff can help too. But I think like even over here, I'm not as familiar, but I, some of my friends go to a gym that like everything can be published through an app and they can share it with their friends. Like when they come and work out, it's all tied to like your heart rate monitor and all that stuff. It shows calories burned and you can like share it and post it. Okay. So I think, I mean, I guess What's to, the to our the point... Well, the name of the gym is Orange Therapy. Okay. Again, I, I'm not, I don't know, I, I really don't know much about them. I just know that some of my friends go and they like post their information about it. So yeah. I guess my point is like, there's even like businesses that have recognized the accountability part of it and they've tried to create an environment to hold you accountable. Even if you're doing your workout by yourself, you're still like, able to share it and post it and like have that accountability. And then in the social world we live in, we like to share everything. Like everyone likes um, to share their gym pics and their food pics. I mean, that, yeah, that, so, so, I mean, in, initially when, uh, when I was going to the gym and I would see, for the most part, it was women. I mean, they, they would go in and they would get their phone out. They would point their phone to the mirror and then the top half of their body would be facing the mirror, but then the bottom half of their body would be facing. So here we are back again. We had a technical error. Thank you, Anchor. Anyway, as I was saying, uh, one of the things in, uh, certainly when I was uh, first working out, just a, a lot of people would go to the gym and take lots of selfies, gym selfies. And, um, and I guess that, Initially, I was just sort of thinking, why would people do that? But actually, looking back on it, if people are going there consistently, I, I do think that um, and it, yeah, and it, if it gives them some, um, if it helps them with their self-confidence or anything like that, and if they're confident enough to put that up on social media, then fair enough. I know that a lot of people, myself included, weren't very comfortable about putting uh, pictures of themselves up on social media or certainly not ones who were doing poses and things like that. But 
I think as you go throughout your fitness journey, it's it's important a to see the improvement that you've made, the improvement that you've made, and be also to to if it makes you feel better, so the world can can see it as well, um, in the hope that you can inspire other people too. Yeah, I agree with you. I, you know, I'm the ty- I am that person that feels like awkward about taking the selfies and that kind of thing. And so, kudos to those that can do it. I'm I'm not saying I've never done it. I certainly do, but I'm usually the one that like sneaks in the picture while I'm in the the locker room and there's nobody else there, so nobody knows I'm doing it. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm just gonna take a moment to to tell our listeners to follow you on your Instagram because, and then they can make a decision. Um, do you want to maybe tell our listeners what you do primarily to keep yourself fit and healthy and how long you've been doing it? Sure. So my primary form of workout nowadays is pole fitness. Um, I'm actually a pole dance instructor as well here in Houston. So for anyone interested, my uh, Instagram is iron.vixen, so I-R-O-N dot V-I-X-E-N. Um, so most everything I post is poll-related. It pretty much consumes my life. I mean, I have my regular nine-to-five, and I have you. So those are about the three things in life that I bothered to have time for. Um, but um, I, I do have a bodybuilding background. I've competed com- in bodybuilding in the figure division. So I was a hardcore gym rat before I found pole. Um, for me, pole has been, um, it's a a really good way to stay fit, but it's also been about, we were talking about accountability and the people that you're surrounded by. And so when I went through a life change in terms of uh, relationships, the pole dance community was kind of my sanctuary. It was my way to surround myself with people that were doing the same thing. And that, you know, that accountability, like, you know, we'd text each other. Are you going tonight? And everything Just for clarity, just for clarity. This was before you met me in terms of relationships. I just want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. So (laughs) I've been doing pole. um, And I've been doing pole now since November of 2014. And of course you and I met in 2016. So um, that was a, just a shift in my life um, before I even I knew you. The, I just didn't want our listeners to think that it was you met me and I drove you to despair to the fact that you, I, I drove you into the, through the doors of a pole studio and said, there you go. This is your therapy. So, yes. No, but I also would, <laughs> the way that you're saying that makes it sound like you have to be in despair to go do pole. Absolutely not. No, like, yes, you should go do pole anyway. And everybody should. My personal philosophy is if everyone was a pole dancer, we would have world peace because you will never meet an unhappy pole dancer. Well, it's, it's interesting that you um, say that about pole and, and obviously what you went through to start something like pole and and actually there's there's an interesting link between our topic today which is motivation and and trying to get people into their health and fitness and and pole because what i certainly since i've known you what i have found within your pole community is that 
people who uh, aren't very aware of it and, and it's certainly making leaps and bounds and, and huge strides into the mainstream now uh, but for especially for women who uh, who want to get into their health and fitness but but not necessarily want to go to into a gym because i understand that it's, a lot of gyms can be intimidating for a lot of women but to go and do something like pole not only do you get the the um the the benefits of doing something that's healthy uh and then there's lots of physical benefits to to doing pole but also the camaraderie that you get and, and the people that you meet that are like-minded and, and the the friendship bonds and relationships that you make within your pole community so, certainly from since i've met you and everything that you've told me about and even meeting your i think you call them your pole sisters uh, mm-hmm. has been incredible and actually it's I'm, I'm rather envious because i i i you can't walk into a gym and say these are my gym brothers or my gym sisters there's no there may be in in some gyms but certainly the gyms that that i've taken you to when you've come and seen me here uh, in, in fact we've been to gyms all over europe and you don't get there are some gyms where you go and everyone knows you We've been into gyms where we've walked in, in, I think, I remember the one specifically when we went into Belgium, we walked in and everyone just looked at us and it was, uh, you could tell that everyone that was there, firstly, everyone that was there was male uh, and were, I don't know, maybe in their 60s and then the two of us (laughs) walked in. I I was 33, you you were in your mid-30s as well and we walk in and everyone just kind of looked at us and, and were... What are these people? And, you know, and I can, I mean, I felt intimidated there. Um, so I, I can I appreciate that, that gyms can, and, and I know that's to one extreme and I know gyms can have that, uh, have that effect on a lot of people. But, but I, I, you know, every time you speak to me about, and, and about poll and all your poll sisters and, and the things that they put on their Instagrams and their Facebook is empowering and, and it's, it's, it's to be commended really. Yeah. I think what's important about what I'm saying, though, um, just for our listeners, is when it comes to fitness, like, you have to find whatever it is that you really, really love to do. Because I have, I still have lots and lots and lots of friends that are gym rats that are still bodybuilding and doing that end of it. You know, again, that's kind of where I had come from and I started my journey. And really, at the end of the day, when we, we started the podcast, we were just talking about ways to get moving and find ways to be healthier you just need to find whatever it is that makes you happy because even those of us like and going back like to my poll part even those of us that are you know my students and stuff a lot of them are doing things like crossfit they'll do other forms of aerial um like silks they'll do gymnastics so they're finding not just one form but at the very least want to find like one thing that gets you moving like I know you love your squash. You're not just a gym rat. You're a good one at that. And then in the summertime, you have cricket club. So you find groups and activities and things that make you really, really happy and that just keep you moving. Yeah. I, I well, thank you, and, and I, I appreciate that. But you're you're completely right. And actually, it it, it can be anything from joining a uh, a gym or a pole society, a 
squash club or a cricket club to anything if people who haven't done anything any sort of physical activity or exercise for a long considerable time for whatever reason even making a small change every day would be beneficial and, and if that means maybe eating oats in the morning instead of cereal or if it means going for a walk to the corner shop uh, rather than driving your car then then those small changes will will actually go towards a long way towards uh, just the small changes baby steps will help people achieve whatever goal it is that they have in mind and it's obviously specific and individual to to every single person uh but yeah i, I certainly with you um the way that you inspired me because just just a just some background to our uh for our listeners tiffany has been into a whole variety of sports and physical activities since she was very very young me not so much i uh, had the classic british kind of upbringing and then i went to uni and didn't didn't do much in terms of looking after my own health because there was a lot of drinking involved and and i got involved in that kind of culture and I, my, my training for, i enjoyed going to the gym the only purpose i i actually wanted to go to the gym was because i i as a guy i wanted to look good and i wanted women to think that i looked good and i i didn't I didn't really even think about how to train and um, and what to eat or my nutrition or anything like that. But um, since and even since I initially met Tiffany, it was it was really difficult for me to get into a consistent uh, way of of going into the gym. And it goes back to uh, you know I, I would I'd go maybe for three four times a week, and then the following week I would make an excuse or have that that feeling of not going to the gym and I'd act upon it, which, which wasn't a good thing. But what I would challenge anyone is um, to anyone who hasn't done anything uh, in terms of exercise for a considerable period of time is to maybe start off by spending five minutes a day, whether you are married or have children or have other commitments or work or whatever, I challenge you to spend five minutes every day going for a walk, doing some press-ups, doing some stretches, five minutes a day. Just start off with that and do that consistently for 30 days. And then once you've done that, just increase it and then and then, and then see where you go. But but just make one change and, and that will set you on a path to achieve whatever goal it is that you want, whether you want to lose weight or you want to gain muscle or you want to start going to the gym and that's the one thing that that you inspired me to because you um, you go you're either at the gym or you're at your pole studio you're or you're teaching other people and and I, and I look at you and I think dang you, you know you, you, you're doing a lot and it's fantastic and it's quite inspirational and it also goes back to the point that you've got to surround yourself or it certainly helps surrounding yourself with those kinds of people because I guess half the reason you go to pole is because there are other people of a like-minded nature who enjoy pole, who are there with you. You not only do you enjoy the the physical aspects of it, you enjoy kind of the the camaraderie with it. And actually, 
I think for me, I really started enjoying going to the gym. I go to the gym on my own because everyone that I've ever gone with are what I call a 99, which is in the UK, an ice cream with a flake in it and uh, because they're flaky. So, uh, and everyone's flaked on me. So I, I go on my own, but it really, I really got committed to the gym once I started doing my cricket, once I started doing my squash because I had a purpose as to why I was going to the gym. I wanted to win more games in my squash uh, squash games. I wanted to win more games at cricket. I wanted to perform better. So I had a goal and it was, it was by taking these baby steps, seeing how inspirational you were um, that, that really, really helped. And, and the other thing that I, I'd say, because the, the one word that you have always used um, for me for me to achieve my goals was consistency. You have always said to me that no matter what you do, whether it's you go on a, a you know, you mind your diet or you, you do your training or you, whatever it is, you need to be consistent. And, and, and I'd go one further and say, once you're consistent, you need to go along with the, what comes out of that consistency is momentum because I, I go to the gym every day. I, I, play squash uh, three times a week as well and what I find is for example when you come and visit and we have a week together and we're off gallivanting around Europe or the UK and we're trying our best to be healthy um, but, and trying our best to go to the gym which isn't always possible uh, what I find is once you're gone it's really difficult to get back into it because I've lost that momentum but it kind of after the first time I'm back into it, it kind of kicks in, and my my body's like, well, it was only a week. You've had a bit of a rest. You've eaten lots of chocolate. You've gained thirty <laughs> fat. You now need to get rid of this, and you need to sort yourself out. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's it, it, there's it's such a wide, complex web of things, but you just have to simplify everything, and it all comes down to. Um, to making small adjustments to to start off with. Like every every journey starts off with the first step, but you've got to make that first step. That would might be a good podcast for the future is like top, like all the tips of the little, little changes in life you can make. Cause that's really how, so again, like I've always been like fit and active, but my diet was so not good. You know, like same thing coming out of university, college, like, you know, you, we ate whatever was cheap and available because you didn't have a lot of money and it was all processed crap. Um, but once you, even as a young adult, when you start those habits, it gets harder and harder and harder to break as you get older. Um, so, and then most people, they have a tendency to, to try to do too much too fast. Like they try to change everything. And when you do anything like that, you sometimes have a tendency to fail because it's more than, you just can handle all at once. Maybe you're trying to make too many adjustments to your workout. Um, and so your schedule can't handle it. And at the same time, like the diet falls off because we have a tendency as humans to kind of be all or nothing in our thinking. And so maybe for the, maybe for a future cast, like just making those small little adjustments doesn't even have to, like a lot of things just start off pretty small. You know, like one thing I had done was to just stop drinking soda so I replaced like all my soda. I just replaced with water. Um, 
you know, and for some people, of course, maybe they drink two, three, four cans a day. So maybe the, their small adjustment is to just have one can a day. And so it's just the small steps one at a time just to slowly start to bring those changes. Because, again, as we get older, uh, it gets a lot harder. So, and I hope, like, with our audiences probably listening, I'd, you know, I'd like to think that we're probably touching the average, really busy person that's just trying to be as healthy as they can given everything that life throws at us. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, word on the street is that your president, Donald Trump, drinks 12 cans of Diet Coke a day. And that would explain a lot, I would say, as to why. <laughs> I think we're keeping politics out of this podcast for the best interest of oh, all. I, 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 I was politics out of it. I, I was merely trying to state why pop is not good for you. Uh, but I guess a better way to have done it would be to say, use your example because you changed that in your diet and obviously it's helped with your own uh, fitness goals. But um, but I, I guess the other thing that I, you're completely right and, and I'm sure we will speak about that in, in upcoming uh, podcasts. But it's w- what I find also is that um, by making these small changes you are also building not your um, your physical strength and that may be from your nutrition or from your training but also your, your resolve your character because if you are a flaker a flaky a 99 then in in life if, if you're at work and someone comes up to you or uh, presents you with something that results in an enormous amount of stress, then your natural reaction may be, well, forget this. I am not doing this and I'm just going to walk away from it, which isn't always the best course of action to take. But by being disciplined and being um, focused on, on achieving goals, again, there's a causal link, I believe, between having that kind of focus, that determination, achieving something within yourself that can be transposed into your wider range of life. Yeah, I agree with you. I think when you start to feel that you're getting stronger physically, the mental part, but you know, there's a, there's a a confidence and a mental strength that comes from having some discipline and that's a lot of what fitness and like eating healthy and stuff can do for you because you feel accomplished like when you are disciplined and you actually stick to it there's a sense of accomplishment um and that of course we were talking about like that uh momentum that helps with that momentum effect as well i i I, yeah i i think just for our listeners who uh, are still listening and haven't fallen asleep or haven't switched off. I, I, I just want to say, just there's a lot of what's called bro science out there. There's a lot of uh, th- there's hundreds of YouTube channels and um, stuff on the internet and loads of things that people say that that just um, just make looking after yourself or, or seem that make it seem like looking after yourself really tricky or really complex 
when it's really not when you break it down and, and if there's anything that, that i would say that you can take away from today's podcast is just think about what it is you want and think about the steps that um you want to that, that you need to take to get there and then just focus on on that very first step like don't don't think too far in the future don't think you know all these things that we've spoken about the 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 number of changes that that you can make on your journey the most important step is the first step and that's the one that that you that people really need to focus on because if you don't get past that one then then you don't have a journey so um yeah it, it's it's like I said, it's, it's completely individual to you, your circumstances, because your circumstances are your circumstances. You can't compare them to anyone else. Um, and then you've got to work out what, what you can do about it and, and just always start off with the smallest steps. There's no point, I mean, for a lot of guys, I mean, I, I was this way when I, I remember when I was 18, 19, I'd go into the gym and I'd just put, pack on the heaviest weights, do one kind of bench press uh, flat bench press rep and we're like yeah i'm i'm that, that's awesome that felt good and it's it just just you know get rid of the ego get rid of your pride leave that all behind and just remember that no one's going to judge you no one's going to think any different of you and and all of these things certainly for me um came as a result of um well I guess because of you. So um, thank you. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, thank you. And I, you know, you really, you're the one that does all the work though. I mean, you just kind of saw that I was fit and thought, well, she'll probably want to be with somebody fit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I guess, yeah, I guess I thought that, wow, I've met a pole dancer on Facebook who's pretty awesome. And if I've got really, really fat, then yeah that's 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 not going to look good so uh that was my motivation but uh everyone needs to find their own i guess <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that's good well, um, sorry i just want to say one thing and we've kind of actually said it a few times um i think the most important thing for anyone that's looking to like get started or is lo- losing motivation and trying to find motivation again you have to find, you have to have a goal and it has to be, it has to be what, what's called a smart goal. It's got to be specific, measurable. It's got to be something you can attain. Yeah. Um, that it's relative to you and that it's got a time component because the, the more well-defined you have your goal, it helps you to map out your plan and how you want to get there. Cause all too often I just, I just, you know, like the people that are around me at work and that kind of thing, I just hear, oh, I just, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. Well, but there's no measurement at all. There's no timetable. And when you don't set those things, then you're not likely to map out a plan or to give yourself a journey on how to get there. And so it's really important. So like you even highlighted, your goal was actually to be stronger and faster at squash and, um, and at cricket and so granted that wasn't like in that very broad kind of goal at least you had something in mind and the more the more like fine-tuned you make that goal so that you have a map and a plan um the more likely you are to stick with it i I, yeah i I totally agree and 
you always get those cheesy lines in across culture that, and, and but there's a good reason for it. For example, they say that goals are just targets with deadlines. Uh, so it 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 really you know if you um, if you fail to plan, no, what's the phrase? If you prepare to fail, fail fail to prepare, prepare to fail. That's it. It's late. It's late. <laughs> But, but, but yeah, the, the, there's a reason behind them, and and you're totally right. If you have, it, it's not always easy. Certainly, when I started, I I didn't have a plan. I I couldn't even think about a plan. I just wanted to focus on the first thing. And and you don't always. I, I'd say that um, whilst I agree with you completely that you need at some point you'll need a plan. It's not as long as you make that first step and that first change, whatever it is you will make a plan at some point along your journey. It doesn't, your journey doesn't always have to start after you've made the plan. You can make the plan after you've made the first few steps of whatever that journey is, as long as you have an idea of what the end goal is. And that yeah. plan can always change along, along the way. Yeah, it will definitely, it can definitely change along the way. Um, I just find that a lot of times when people don't have like a date or an actual goal in mind, when the alarm goes off in the morning for that run that they wanted to go take and then they hit the snooze and think, oh, I'll just, I'll start tomorrow. And then tomorrow turns into the next day and into the next day. So sometimes just, just having that, like whatever trigger it is to actually get you out of bed on that day to go do that run. And I, that's just an example. Well, it's it's a good example because I have been in that situation many a time, and I went for I yeah, I I I went for the nuclear option where I so I have my alarm on my phone which wakes me up in the morning, which I used and and this is definitely a a conversation for a future podcast. But the detriment of phones and looking at phones before going to sleep. And I was one of those guys who would look at my phones and look on social media and watch silly videos of squirrels water skiing on YouTube <laughs> and before I went to sleep. And then I'd, I'd wake up in the morning with my phone next to me and I'd, I'd hit the snooze button. So that would affect my entire day because I hadn't slept properly and it would affect my gym training, my work, et cetera, et cetera. So what I did to change that is I just went for the nuclear option and I left, I put the alarm on my phone now, but I put my phone the other side of my bedroom. I leave it there and as soon as I'm into bed, I'm out cold. So when, when the alarm goes off in the morning, I physically have to get out of bed to turn it off. And if I hit snooze and I went back into bed, there's, there's less chance of me actually going back to sleep and doing that because I've got that far anyway. So I might as yeah. well just get a bit, you know, so you, yeah. it's just, just and things like that. Yeah. I think that kind of goes to like one of those tips we were talking about to like help you move forward is yes. putting your alarm on the opposite side of your room. So you actually have to get out of bed in order to even turn it off. Oh yeah. I mean, there's, there's loads of like, it, the, I think we should have a podcast called the nuclear option uh, at, at once. <laughs> because, because that's one of them. And the other one is uh, just in terms of snacking. And I know we're, we're going on a very broad spectrum here, but, and we've kind of deviated from what our initial topic was for this podcast, but you know, 
just getting i don't have anything in my house now that can be deemed a snack so there are no crisps there are no sweets there's no literally nothing so if i'm craving something and i go to my wardrobe there's, there's nothing there that i can snack on or crave on because that's not it's not healthy i've got fruit and i've got veg and i've got that kind of stuff and then eventually my body has got used to not not snacking but uh, but that's maybe a topic for another day Yes, and if there's any American listeners listening, crisps are chips and sweets oh, yeah. is candy. <laughs> <laughs> Just <Yes>. to clarify. <laughs> yes, so well, funny. thank you very much. I uh, have really appreciated uh, your time, Tiffany. And um, is there anything you want to say before I sign off? No, I think this is great. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. I hope you've all found this intriguing, interesting, entertaining, and stay tuned for our next episode. If you like our, if you like what you hear, please subscribe. Please follow Tiffany Smith on is it Iron Dot Vixen uh, on Instagram, and also follow me on Blood Sweat and Gains Online on Instagram. Thank you. Bye. Actually, I think if your listeners can, um, if they've got any comments or anything they'd like to hear us talk about, that would be helpful. Yes, definitely. We are always, well, this is our first podcast. Let us know how we've done. We're always looking for ways to improve the podcast. And as we go along this journey, we want to take you, this listener with us. And like I said, if there's anything you guys want to question us about, comment on if you guys even want to take part on one of these podcasts please get in touch sounds good thank you good night bye